Good morning, November 24th, 2023. We got Black Friday uh, today. For those of you that are going out shopping, have fun. You're probably already out there. For those of you looking to make some investments today and watch some football, uh, we got a full slate of football. We got a full slate of NBA and we got a full slate of NHL. Let's start with the NHL, man. They got a one o'clock game today over at the United Center. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, you got a team that's in a little bit of disarray. We got uh, Halls out for the year, uh, veteran leadership, and then something's going on with Perry where he's been, everything was fine. Here's the one thing I respect about hockey. They don't let anything out. They don't talk about injuries. They don't talk about what's going on in the clubhouse. They don't air dirty laundry in the uh, in the press. Uh, they're basically tight-lipped, the Blackhawks. They say this is an internal issue with Corey Perry, uh, and we're not making any more comments. Uh, we wish he was with us. Thank you. That's it. Move on. So, uh, you know, I've been reading some of the beat writers. They, they expect a trade on the horizon coming up, uh, possibly for a goalie. Uh, we'll see, but there's something going on with the Blackhawks right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get these young kids. That's tough for, for young 18 and 19 year olds to try to, uh, when you expect those veteran leaderships, like a guy like Hall, like a guy like Perry to add that leadership. And now one of them's out for a year. The other one's gotten, uh, you know, something's going on. It's not hockey related or injury related. So, uh, you know, it's hard for those young kids to step up and be leaders. So I, I today could be a rough game for them. They got some things going on. Okay. So did, are you, you I'm, still play. Going, I'm still going with the Bedard goal. I am. I think he played, if you, if you watch his, how he played last game, they were down seven to kids still playing hard with a minute left. He scored in the last game. I think that, you know, you see kids like this. He might think that, you know what? Hey, it's my time now. We got it. We're, we're on a rough patch here. Things aren't going so well. Uh, we'll find out a little bit about him today. If he scores and scores a point, then I think he's the kid that we uh, we thought he was. And I, I, I think we'll see him step up today and do something on ice. Whether he gets a win, I don't think so. But I think he'll he'll do well today. I think he'll come to play, and I think he'll give it his uh, best effort. Yeah, so um, I read the same thing you read. There were some people at practice. Both uh, Perry and Mrazic were not on the ice, and they, they were kind of tight-lipped about it, which, which led to the speculation there's going to be a trade. Um, I don't know what that affects. I mean, Mrazic, it's not because he's been giving up goals in left and right, as far as I could tell. So I don't know that that's really going to be um, too much of an effect on on their defense, which leads me to, um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You're going to learn this about me. I'm very consistent. Um, I'm very consistent sticking with a plan until there's a reason to change that plan. So the plan that I have been using, it starts with the Irishman. The Irishman is this. You bet... Uh, Connor Bedard very small to to go, score first, and then you bet more than whatever you bet to guarantee a win if he scores at any time. So the Irishman, you can get an anytime goal at plus one seventy right now if you look if you shop around. And I think the the first goal is plus like twelve to one, fourteen to one again, depending on where you look. Um, the one I kind of spun off the Irishman. This is going back probably shoot three weeks. I've been playing this every game. And that's the over one half Bedard goal. Um, some places maybe have over one goal. Uh, it's still available, but you're gonna see, you're starting to see these odds creep up. So the 
the books are catching up with this, uh, unfortunately, because before we we're getting like minus 110, minus 120. My, today it's minus 160 where I put it in. I just put it in now. Now it's not up at all the different um, outlets that I have, but I got a busy day. I just put it in. So um, I played that. And then the newer one, you know, I told you it was in beta testing before. Um, but I've been playing it now at one last game. That's the over one and a half goals in the first period. Um, like I said about Mrazic, he has not been very good. Neither is the other goalie. I forget his name. So they've been giving up multiple goals in many first periods. And they themselves score one period. So uh, I mentioned that a lot of times this even goes over two two and a half goals. Um, and last game, it was three to one at the end of first period. If you watch the Hawks play their last game, uh, they end up losing seven to three, as you mentioned, but that first, uh, that, and it wasn't a very good team. Um, so, so they are giving up a goal in almost every first period, which makes me want to also play their opponent over one half goal. I haven't looked at that yet. I've just been playing over one and a half. Um, but if you did want to wanted to add on to that and play over a half goal for their opponent. If it's available, that's probably a solid bet too, because uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to count it up this very moment, but trust me more often than not, their opponent, their opponent scores one to three goals, usually two. Uh, it's most common two goals, believe it or not. So anyway, those are, those are the consistent plays, no changes, but I just wanted to kind of reconfirm that those are going to be plays. Um, so I know you don't really look into the NBA too much. I can transfer. Hey, I just got one that. thing to add to that. Soderblom is in goal today, which he's the worst of the two goalies for the Blackhawks, and he's given up 3.89 goals a game, So, and he's one in six. So you got the worst of the two. He's a, They announced it yesterday that he's in goal, so th there you have it. Mar Mar Marsak, they did say, was going to be available, which is which is weird since he wasn't even at practice. So uh, the, the worst of the two goalies. So that even makes that a better first-period play that I'm going to put in for sure. Uh, today. So there you have it. Yeah, and I think Mrazic was pulled last game in the either first or second period and, and um, the other kid was put in. So maybe this has something to do with that. I don't know. Um, but like, like, like I had said, the, the report came out with Perry and Mrazic were not at practice, which doesn't surprise me that uh, the other kids starting. Yeah. And, and the Maple Leafs put up a, a, a ton of goals. They put up four, uh, last game three, then five, five, and and three. So they 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 have a tendency to put up a lot of goals uh, in games. Uh, they got some scores on that team, so that that's a, that's a pretty good bet today. But yeah. let, hey, let's move back on to the Bulls. We got the Bulls, and that that's been money in the bank. Yeah. So the, transitioning the the other thing I've been betting, um, and if you've been following, it's been hitting. Is the first quarter Bulls opponent? I play money line. Uh, just because I, while, while the spread has covered, okay, so you could play that, you could, you could divide up your play, however you want to do it. The way I've been doing it is I've been taking the Bulls opponents first quarter and first half. Um, you know, again, I can, I, I can give you the statistics, but it's overwhelming the number of times that the Bulls have been losing at half. Um, we're talking over 75% of the time and, and you're talking a little less than that at the end of the first half, but they've been on a uh, a very bad run lately where where it seems like it's happening every game. Uh, to piggyback that, um, something that I didn't put, put in early last time, and I, I got kind of scared off with the number, but I'm, I put in already today, is the, the Kobe White point rebound and assist over. It was... 
it's typically under 20, which I prefer. However, um, over 22 and a half, I think he scored 20. I think he scored 23 points last game. Uh, I, here's what I believe. If the bulls are smart, they, they know that it's just a matter of time before Levine's gone. The bulls have to figure out what they have and who they're going to keep who they're going to try to build around if they have anyone. And I'd already mentioned that um, Kobe White is one of the few players that before every game that I've gone to, and I've gone to four, um, where I get there early and watch, he just works his rear end off. He's focused. He's working with coaches. He's getting the time. And, and with something like this, Kobe White's going to have the ball in his hands. He's a high-energy player. He's he's starting to shoot better and he's starting to transition into that guy that um, they're trusting more. So I, I could see this going over that number. Caruso's number's not out. Um, I, you know, Caruso doesn't score that much, but he's a hustle guy, right? He's going to play whatever role the team needs. Previously, I was getting his under his point rebound and assist over 13, which I loved. Now, if you start to push that up into the upper teens, like if Levine's not playing, which is probably why his number's out, Levine didn't play last game because of his foot. Um, I don't think Levine's number affects White too much. He will get more shots if Levine's not in the floor. But Caruso, <coughs> I don't see... Um, like, I don't see him taking more shots. So I, with Caruso's number, they're probably waiting to see is Levine on the court or not. Uh, if Levine's on the court and that number's under uh, 15, I'm playing it. Um, even if it, if Levine's not on the court, if the number's probably going to be over 15. I probably will will, will stay away, but uh, Caruso will get minutes. And uh, he's, like I said, he's going to play whatever role the team needs. And, and so it's a little hard hard to predict how many points he's going to score. But he's, here are my guarantees so far that I, I've put in. Um, Toronto first quarter, Toronto first half. I played first half <coughs> less than the first quarter. So if the first quarter wins, I win. And then I got um, White over point river uh, rebounds and assists, and I'm waiting on the Crusoe. That's it, Coach. That's a good one. I love I love Caruso and White and, and for everything you say, and, and you get to – cheer for guys who play hard and that's important so and we got a whole we got a whole college slate today uh moving transitioning quickly into college football there's a game that i had circled that i've already placed a bet uh a pretty significant bet that i liked and it's it's penn state tonight minus 21 i uh i've had an eye on this game i really like penn state for a few reasons number one is franklin likes to run up the score on lesser opponents now he's playing at a neutral site. They're playing at Ford Field in in, uh, in Detroit, so that's gonna you know a little bit bigger venue for him indoors. So the weather's not gonna have a factor. Michigan State has been totally brutal. So here's the here's the 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 trend that really sent it over the edge for me. They Michigan State gives up a ton of points. They've given up over thirty points more than four times this year. That's great. They give up a lot of points. They're not very good. But here's the thing: they they're my when they're plus when they're over plus twenty, they're zero and four this year against that spread, plus twenty or more. So I, what I'm thinking is, you know what? The, what does that tell you? It tells you that when Michigan State plays a good team, they get lamb blasted, and it has happened all year long. That matched up with Franklin last game of the year. Little bit of a rivalry here. Uh, 
with uh, Michigan State. I think they just blow it out of the water. They're probably hoping for this game to be a little a little bit closer because they had that neutral site in Ford Field, but this is really a mismatch on the field. So, Coach, quick question. You may have put this in when it was 21. Across the, the – It's the, 22 uh, now, I believe. 22, 22 yeah. and a half. It's Let closing me. on 23. Yeah. So I, I think our listeners would want to know – what number do you feel safe I, playing that? No, was, no more I, than what? I still think they're going to win it at minus 22 and a half. I'd place it when you start to get into minus 23, minus 24, I'd lay off a little bit, not as much, but I really, I really loved it at minus 21. If you want to buy it down, it's at minus 22 and a half right now. I'd bet it the same way as I did yesterday. So it, it's going to keep going up. I think it may hit 24 before they kick off tonight. Yeah. Well, it's, it's probably going to hit, you know, between 21 and 23, those are dead numbers, right? 21 and right, a half, 22. Right. They don't mean like, anything, right? They don't mean anything. So the question is, if it sounds like you would still play this at 23 and take the push if it hits 23, if you're playing at 22 and a half, 23, once you get over 23, 24 becomes another key number. Um, so there you have it. If if you get, um, you know, up to 23, you, you start to pump the brakes a little bit. You're going to push at 23. You could buy it down to 22 and a half again. I think buying it down to 21 is going to be really expensive because it's at 22, 22 and a half. I think you could buy it down to 21 and a half, but I'm not sure that does much good for you. You either got to go to 21 or you, 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 you live with a 22 and a half, right? Yeah. I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to blow them out and, and I, I don't want to tell you, but I, I like my number at minus 21. I put that in uh, yesterday morning. I probably should have talked about it yesterday and I, I kicked myself for that when we we talk about a lot of things and I didn't even have college football on my uh, radar yesterday, but I got another one. To, I got actually two more today. I like, uh, I like Oregon uh, tonight. I think that uh, Oregon State put in their best effort last week against Washington, and they fell just a little short. Oregon's rolling really well right now. Uh, they got a uh, they got a home game tonight against Oregon State. I, I think they blow them out. That number is creeping up too. I I would shop for thirteen and a half to get under that key number. Uh, let me look right now what it is this morning on DraftKings. I can tell you in two seconds here. I got to- uh, according got, to the exchange thing I have up, it opened at 14 and you can get it at South Point at 13 and a half. There you go. Uh, it's 14 on DraftKings right now. So I, I, I think they blow them out. I think that's a that's a that's a play where the Oregon comes out, flexes their muscles and shows everybody who they are. Uh, if they win tonight, they're in uh, the championship game, I believe. Uh, I read that this morning. So they got some things to play with. And, and uh, obviously a rivalry game at home, the home team usually benefits in those types of situations. So I like- so let me, let me ask you a question about that one. You got, you got Oregon, they win, they get a rematch against Washington with the winner of that game going to the uh, playoffs. Is there any chance Oregon overlooks this game? I don't think so. I think they got their eye on the prize, and I think I, I I really like this quarterback, and I think he still has a shot for the Heisman Trophy. So I I think they're going to play well. They, I, in my opinion, they have the the full package. They got a they got a really good defense. They got an offense that could put up a lot of points. Uh, you know, I I don't know. Maybe they could. I mean, Oregon State's no slouch, but I just think at home they come out and uh, inflex their muscles, and we see like a like when they played Colorado type of effort, and they just they just put it on them a little bit and end up pulling away at the end and, and winning by two scores at least. All right, there you go. You got the you got the double digit laying the chalk favor from the coach. Uh, yeah, coach, you might talk I, about yeah. the NFL game. 
What? The NFL game. Oh, no, no, not yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I thought you were Where's done. You? That was no, the la- no. latest game on, this the, is, on the chart. This is another game that keeps going up, and I may, it's now minus nine. Uh, I like Missouri. I really do. I like this team. I don't trust an Arkansas team. I think they go in there and beat the hell out of Arkansas. That's my opinion. Those are my three games today. This is a little bit tougher slate today. Not great games today, but, uh, you know, that one tonight is going to be good. Oregon State and Oregon at 730. I like that. And I think Penn State uh, in the in the uh, is going to give another Michigan team a, a, an ass whooping tomorrow night or tonight in the, in the Ford uh, – in Ford Field, so yeah. Well, I can't wait till that Oregon game's over because then pe- someone can buy my Pac-12 tickets. They know who's going. Right, all that will be championship. This is the yep. last week of college football, so let's uh, let's get it in. If I had, if you now it's some degenerate uh, bonus plays, I, I'd I'd play Nebraska today minus the three. That number's gone up though. I'd play uh, uh, Miami today. Miami seems to be in situations. Uh, and I don't know if I'm playing these. The other three, I'll tell you I'm playing for sure. I'm just giving you some degenerate specials here. I like Miami. I think Miami tends to, in a situation where there's no pressure at all, we're playing lowly Boston College, whatever, it doesn't mean anything. Then they flex their muscles and they'll go out. They seem to go out and, and beat lesser opponents by a lot. But if they're playing someone that's uh, reputable or, or has a little bit of fight in them, they don't do so hot. So I like Miami. Uh, that's gone up to minus 10. Uh, but other than that, uh, you, Oklahoma could struggle today with TCU. Uh, you know, if you're looking for something midday, Tulane, I kind of like. Uh, I liked them uh, uh, minus three and a half. I think they they win today, uh, and that's about all I like. But uh, tomorrow's the big one, and I'll have uh, plenty of opinions on that Ohio State Michigan. All right. Well, we got we got some nice plays. We're we're laying the chalk. I think you said Missouri. Uh, Penn State and Oregon. All right, now we can go to the NFL. Um, so, any any opinions on this one? No, I'd be interested to hear what you say. If you could sway me one way or the other, obviously, I'm looking at at a at a Jets team that's just horrific, and now they're playing a rookie quarterback, Boyle. This could give him a charge. I don't know. It's tough to step in in this situation. I never heard of this guy. I've never heard of him. I don't know. Maybe, but I I think Miami's got a little bit more to play off play for but 10's a big number in the uh in the NFL and and it's going to be it's going to be tough to cover against anyone so you know there's yeah, so much it, it's down to 9 now I see so that's even right. you know so that's even more telling uh you got the over under at 40 and a half uh, god it's hard to go over on the jets I, I i say you know a weird time frame at 1 o'clock on a friday I think you're going to go. I, if if you're going to play this game, you got to play the under. Yeah. I, so you know the professional gamblers call this resistance. It started at six, then it went up to ten, and now it's coming back down under ten. Um, the numbers between ten and seven are really kind of dead numbers, especially between uh, ten and eight. So nine and a half, nine, eight. So, but to push up to ten and then back off to ten, and to open under seven and push over seven, that that kind of gives you a feel for what um, what the professionals think. They don't think this game is going to be a double digit win, and they think that Miami's probably going to win by a touchdown. Okay, so common sense, duh. Um, here's the only thing that I would put in there. This is going to be an angle that a lot of people probably either they don't even know or or they um, they didn't think of. Probably, I think the hard knocks is the kick, kiss of death. They're doing for the first time ever 
in-season hard knocks. So if you have HBO Max, go and take a watch to the beginning of the – it's Miami Dolphins they're doing, right? They did the Jets before yeah. season. They started, now, they started that last year, sir. Okay, well, the Colts, yeah. I have, I have not – I've not seen it before, um, but go watch the first episode, which just came out last week after their bye. And did Miami look sharp going against Raiders? No, I don't think they did. I watched a little bit of that game, you know, spirit effort from the Raiders, but Miami did not look very good. If you watch the, and listen to their coach at the beginning of this, you get a feel for um, a disruption in their normal pattern. Um, and, and so they're going on the road into a hostile environment. Garth Brooks, I don't know if you, you, uh, you heard this coach, coach, but they're giving a free concert. Garth Brooks is after the, the game, they're going to have a Garth Brooks free concert in the stadium. So this place is going to be rocking. Trust me. Um, this may be the loudest that that stadium has been. It's a weird time. As you said, for sure, this is strange. First time ever, you're going to get the best effort out of the jets for various reasons. And, um, one of those reasons is their their life is on the line. It, it was sort of on the line last week, but after they they lost to the Raiders, they put themselves in the back seat, and th- this is like their last gasp, I think. So you're going to get a good effort. Do I think they're going to win? I hope so. I, I prefer the Jets to win. I think that's a great story, and I'd like to see Aaron Rodgers come back uh, in in playing meaningful games, but. You know, nine and a half, that's just a slap, slap in the face. All they have to do is put nine and a half on the board and say, you're a home underdog at nine and a half. Um, they, I think internally they wanted Zach Wilson out. He's a good kid. He's got some some abilities, but he time and time again, he just proved that he loses games and he definitely can't even manage games. So I, I like the nine and a half here. Um, I really do. And uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to say it's a huge play, but I think that's, uh, a, a lot of points to give a very good defense in this situation. That's my take on it. Yeah, I, and I would say that the money is, is pointing that way. I, I think you're exactly dead on. You're going to get the best effort. Net defense is no slouch there. And you really you really don't know what you're going to get in this Bowel uh, kid who's starting today, right? You know, it, I have a feeling Zach Wilson's one of those kids that you want as a coach. You love him. You just want him to be better. And I think Salah went with him uh, as long as he could. One of those things where, like, God, you want him to be good, and he does all the right things, and he stays after practice, and he puts the time in with the film, and he does everything, and you, and he's a nice kid, and you want him to be good, and he soaks up whatever Rodgers says, and he goes out there and tries his hardest, but he's just not there. He's just not a no. quarterback in the NFL. No, no. And, and and that I'm sure was hard for them to move on, and this might actually be something that lights a little bit of a fire uh, with the Jets, you know, one of those things where they saw in practice that this kid might have been better, but you're going with Zach Wilson because he deserved that at that point. Right. So. At least your defense knows that you're trying something new, right? Because I think at the end of the Buffalo game, the defense quit finally. They finally said, "Fuck, the, oh, excuse me, f- forget this. Uh, you, I'm, we're, there's no way we're we're coming back. We're scoring touchdowns. We're down two touchdowns. It's over." Um, I did like the Aaron Rodgers interview, and you could you could feel exactly what you're saying. They wanted they they wanted so bad for Zach to succeed. Aaron Rodgers like, I feel guilty. It's like, this was supposed to be Zach's year to just kind of sit back and learn, watch me do it. 
I can come to the sideline. He could be in on everything and the game will slow down to him. And sure enough, he gets thrown back into this pressure situation and he struggles, which, which isn't surprising, right? He's just not that guy who's ready right now. So unfortunately, you know, and Zach Wilson, maybe somewhere down the line, will find a role with a team and an offense that, that works. It just wasn't this year. And the Jets didn't have a good backup plan because they, they really emptied the piggy bank with Rodgers. They were building around Rodgers. Uh, unfortunately, they let that Mike White, I think his name was, go. If they had him, he would have stepped in probably and done a lot better and they'd be in a better position. But, you know, Rod, I really respect what Roger said because he's so honest, but he his words backed up what you just said and everyone wanted him to succeed. He just isn't there. You know, he's not. And And the change, if nothing else, tells your team, all right, guys, we're not going to just roll the same old thing out there. And and he probably, Salas probably saw in the second half, he's like, all right, we got to make a change. Our defense is done. You know, we're, they're not going to play, you know, knowing that this guy's on the field. So, so I do think that weighs into um, that, that last gasp effort I was referring to. And I think the Jets have an incredible advantage being at home. They were at home for Thanksgiving. The weather, this is where it flips for Miami. You're in late November here. You're not coming. You're coming from South Beach, man. You're, you you got to spend Thanksgiving away from home. You got to come out in this cold weather. And these crazy these crazy New Yorkers are going to be ornery as hell because they had to spend some time with their family yesterday. They've been drinking for 48 hours since Wednesday when they got off work, and now Miami's going to step onto this cold field in a, in a very hostile environment with a bunch of New Yorkers who've been tailgating straight through from Thanksgiving. They're going to be ornery as hell. And hungry for a goddamn win. Yep. We'll, we'll see. I'm almost talking myself into the money line here by the time I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I, uh, I I tend to do that sometimes too because I want something to happen so bad. I convince myself it's going to, but I mean, I'll take a step back. That's why I'm not betting right now, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, hey, enjoy the day today. I'll tell you what. This is the second greatest weekend. To the to the NCAA tournament, in my my eyes. You got sports galore all over the place. These four days are fantastic. We're in. We're only got one day under our belt. Thanksgiving's over. Now we're going into the college football day, NBA day, uh, hockey. We got everything. Hockey early today too. It's a one o'clock start, so don't puck drops at once. So don't forget it. All right, everybody else, enjoy the day. We'll be back at you tomorrow with a full slate of college football. So like everything else, what do you do? Hey, I, I won the day yesterday, won the day Thursday. Let's go for three in a row. Right. We've been winning a lot of days. Let's keep it going. Have All a right. good one. Later. Yep.